Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Hallelujah! Christ is risen! Hallelujah. Well, a very warm welcome to all of you on this most joyous Paschal feast, the resurrection of our Lord. We began our service. He is risen. Alleluia. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Alleluia. Remember how he spoke to you. Alleluia. The Son of Man must be crucified and on the third day rise again. Alleluia. Alleluia. Did you notice what the angel was doing when he asked the women this question? Why do you seek the living among the dead? He was sitting. He was sitting on the stone of the tomb on the right side. Now, any kid on the playground knows that if you're wrestling another kid and the other kid sits on you, that's a humiliating thing. You're being mocked for being weak for being defeated. That's what the angel is doing. He mocks death. He mocks hell and he mocks the grave. See how easy that stone was? See how easy that was for Jesus? This is the only time, by the way, that I think that I can find in Scripture where an angel actually sits down. Then the angel says to the women, why do you seek the living among the dead? In other words, they're in the wrong place. But go to the disciples, he says. Go be in the congregation. That means you are in the right place. You are not seeking the living among the dead. You are among the living. Most importantly, you are here in the presence of the living God who comes to you as the crucified and risen Lord in water, word, bread, and wine. This is what Easter and all of Holy Week and really every single Sunday is all about. It's not a mere set of facts about Jesus. It's not merely something to be remembered. It's something you participate in. On Palm Sunday, you approached his victory through death. On Monday, Thursday, you were recipients of his love, the sacrament of his love, On Good Friday, you died with him. Last night, you crossed the Red Sea of your baptism at the vigil. And today, you rise with him. We not only hear or proclaim the good news, but we embody it. And we make it the pattern of our life as the church of God. So it is good for you to be here, to rest, and to sit, and to mock death to participate in the life of Jesus. So for that reason, we also need to praise him. And we must rise, we will rise. And so let's do that too. Let's rise and sing our festival
The scripture lesson for our sermon text, the Holy Ghost is caused to be recorded in Psalm 118. We read as follows in Jesus' name. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me, yes, they surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like a fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You pushed me violently that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is the tent of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely. But he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you, for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And we pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You know, it's not often that Lutheran preachers get an alleluia from the pulpit, but today is that day. Alleluia or hallelujah is the word of the day for Easter. Hallelujah is one of the few words that we've taken straight from the original Hebrew. We don't have an English equivalent. Amen is another one of these words. Messiah is another. If we were to put it in English words, Hallel means praise and Yah is the Lord. So hallelujah means Praise the Lord. But why do we say it today? Why is hallelujah the word of the day? Did someone just say it one Easter and then it stuck? Kind of like whoever thought making a pure sugar marshmallow in the shape of a chicken was a good idea. Actually, hallelujah 
in connection with the Paschal celebration of the Lord's resurrection is, is straight from the hymnary of the Bible, the Psalter. And it has roots not just 2,000 years ago to the Lord's resurrection, but nearly 4,000 years ago to the first great Passover from death to life. Psalms 113 to 118 are known as the Egyptian Hallel Psalms. These six psalms were composed after Israel was freed from slavery in Egypt after the first Passover. And they were sung as God's people celebrated each and every year their deliverance from slavery and death in Egypt on the other side of the Red Sea. These Hallelujah Psalms were sung before their meal, their meal of remembrance, their Passover meal. Three songs were sung, three hallelujah songs were sung before the meal, and three were sung after the meal. And so maybe this is familiar to you, closing your meal with, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. It's a tradition 4,000 years old. Psalm 118 is the final and the greatest of these Hallel Psalms. Although, ironically, there's actually not a hallelujah to be found in this particular psalm. But it just rings forth with the praises of God. Let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. In other words, these three things. Let the congregation, Israel, praise the Lord. Let the priests and pastors, the house of Aaron, praise the Lord. Let all the church of God praise the Lord. And a little later on, we take this up ourselves in the psalm. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, there's the temptation for us to apply this to just any old day. You know, particularly those days when the sun is shining, it's a, it's a beautiful 72 degrees, everything is happy and healthy. But what about when things are not? Are those not the day the Lord has made either? You know, when things aren't going well, it's easy for us to get disappointed. It's easy for us to get focused on lesser things and forget everything the resurrection means. Our hearts are idol factories. We so easily set up idols in our hearts above the things of God. We distract ourselves with lesser things. So even on our perceived good days, we have a hard time praising God, singing hallelujah, let alone in our bad days. When the psalm says, this is the day the Lord has made, this is not any old day. It's today. The day of the Lord's resurrection. This is the day. The people of Israel at the first Passover in Egypt were told, this is the night. This is the night. This is the night. Be ready. Tonight is the night you leave Egypt. Eat your meal in haste. You're going to leave soon. Tonight you leave slavery and death behind. But then what confusion ensued when they saw the forces of Egypt following after them. They thought they were free. 
what's going on now? Is this part of God's plan? Did God's plan work? Did God bring us out here to die? Death is certainly the end. We're trapped here at the edge of the Red Sea, mountains on either side. And it's the same confusion that the women and the disciples had. Did God's plan work? Did God bring us out here to die? Maybe those are their thoughts as they're heading to the tomb that early morning. They think death is certainly the end. They too had difficulty singing hallelujah. But then imagine Israel's praises the next morning, the day after the exodus, when the sun arose and glistened upon the Red Sea. That was smooth again, revealing that all their enemies had drowned in the depths of the sea. Do you know what they did? They sang a song right there by the sea with their leader Moses. They sang, The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. It's the same song we now sing with our Lord Jesus from Psalm 118. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. It's the same song, but it's a new song, a song of praise to God. And then notice how the psalm describes the enemies that once followed God's people. They surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like a fire of thorns. Bees sting once. They can only sting once. After they sting, they die. They can't sting again. Thorns hurt when pressed on our skin, but nothing burns quicker than a thorn bush thrown in the fire. Death can only sting once. Death tried its worst in the person of Jesus. Death stung, but now death itself has died in Jesus. So what do we have to fear? Thorns pressed against Jesus, but those two were quickly destroyed. Hell and Satan, our greatest enemies, are overcome. So because Jesus rose from the dead, not just spiritually, not just metaphorically, not just in the minds of those who love him or other platitudes you, you might hear at, at modern so-called celebrations of life or on the History Channel. No, because Jesus actually, physically, really, truly rose from the dead, so will we. And so we say with the psalm, I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. But still, death is the last enemy that we will face. It's the last one. Hell and Satan are both maybe a little abstract for us, so maybe it's a little easier time for us to believe that they're already, de already defeated. But death, especially when death happens to a loved one, this can't be God's plan. And we absolutely cannot praise God when it happens. If we've made an idol out of this life, we cannot praise God if our hearts are fixed on this life. The Israelites tried to do the same thing. They said to Moses, didn't we tell you in Egypt, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. 
For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. We sometimes find ourselves saying the same thing to God. Why didn't you just leave me alone? Why did you bring me to the edge of death? Wouldn't it have been better to stay in this life or for my loved one to stay in this life? But here, the psalm's most beautiful, unnatural confession of death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous righteous shall enter. Do you hear how death is described? A gateway. It's a gateway. It's the gate of the righteous. I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. Yes, the righteous shall die. And yes, it might be terrifying. The walls of the Red Sea for the Israelites, I'm sure that terrified them as well. But on one side, remember, they were surrounded by mountains. The Egyptians were coming behind them. They were trapped. They were boxed in. But once they crossed through the portal, through the gate of the Red Sea, they were in a broad place. Wide open and free. If we think this world is good, just wait. We'll sing in our hymn to close our service, He brings me to the portal that leads to bliss untold. He brings me to the portal, the gate. Where on this rhyme immortal is found in script of gold, who there my cross hath shared, finds here a crown prepared. Who there with me hath died, shall here be glorified. Die to sin. Mock the devil. Rest with your fellow believers. And feast with Christ. Every Sunday we do this. We even sing the words of Psalm 118, Every Sunday, after we, after we finished our great meal, the true Paschal Feast of the Lord's own crucified and risen, living body and blood. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Jesus used Psalm 118 to refer to Himself as the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. People who have made idols in their hearts of things created or people created or this life, well, they cast away the stone. They cast away the stone that the builder had chosen. But that stone has become the chief cornerstone, the thing on which everything else rests, the thing on which everything else sits and rests and is built. Our whole life is to be a life of praise to God. Hallelujahs without end. All because 
of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day to praise the Lord. This is the day that we look back and we see the sun calmly shining on the tomb. We see the angel sitting on the stone. This is the day that makes all of our days new days, not in the slavery of sin and malice, not mired with the old leaven, but with the new leaven of sincerity and truth. Every day now from Jesus' resurrection to the end of the world is then now the beginning of the new creation, this new day. So every day we can say, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be forevermore. Amen.